A burger is a burger. A hot dog's a hot okay, dog. Whoa. A sandwich is a sandwich. Oh, a taco is a taco. Welcome to episode three of The Wine Cellar. Today we have a special guest with us, our first guest on the podcast. Not even going to announce me, are you? Oh, here. <laughs> Jesus. I'm with Tyler Witzke No, here. no, we're with some superstar, Sam Burford. He needs to be introduced before me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, starting goaltender of the Crescent Valley Thunder. <laughs> he is a pretty big deal. Yeah. I uh, am quite the superstar. I will be honest with you guys. So how are you doing today, Burf? I'm doing all right. A uh, bit of a tough day on the ice, but... Why, why such a tough day? I was there pretty much all day. <laughs> and you weren't stopping much, were you? No, I, I was lighting you up pretty much. bad, hey? Well, you yeah, lighting up the no, post no, pretty no, good. You suck. You suck. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> Let's just put him down before the weekend, eh? Hey? Yeah. Good yeah, to know my confidence is high going into the podcast. Diminish his confidence as much as possible before yeah. the podcast <laughs> and before the weekend. That's exactly what we're going to do. Just crush him for this podcast. That's actually our topics today is just like your stats and why you suck so much. So yeah, uh, I can right. I can really go in depth there. Um, we'll go in on it. We'll go in on it. I want to start off by talking about what we were just talking about before we hit record. Uh, ASMR. Yeah. Well, we were setting up the mic, and mm. I got I got nice and close, and I don't know if Whiskey wants to do another demonstration oh, here. Do you you want to go for it? Nah. You might disturb yeah. some yeah. of the viewers. There we go. Or listeners. Talking to their souls. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's I, all we're talking about. I don't uh, know. So I don't know what ASMR is. So I you guys know, want to explain it to me? I feel like Kanet knows more than I do. I I, don't, I, I couldn't give you like word by word definition. I guess I could look it up. You could look it up. So But I'm gonna go ahead and give you what I know about it. All I've seen is you're supposed to put on a really nice pair of headphones and these giant I've mostly Asian Girls, Asian. Girls. <laughs> yeah, it seems like it, it, it head, seems yeah. like it's mostly Asian girls. They get right up close to the you mic. You racist bastards! And they'll they'll scratch one side of it, and it's supposed to be like the scratching in your ear, and they'll whisper into the other side of it. So, like, it's supposed you, to be super satisfying. So are you getting like raped through <laughs> the, I, the I headphones? I've never been comfortable watching one, but so uh, some people must love it. It's a thing. It's real. Well, so, and it's supposed to be like a relaxing thing, right? Yeah. For some people. To me, it like creeps me out and gives me chills. So, so you guys have tried it then? Both of you have tried it? I haven't I mean, tried it. Well, I stumbled across. Like, I mean, it's like... You both said you didn't like it. So does that mean you've tried it? I've seen small clips of it. Through, scrolling through Instagram, actually, I've seen small clips of it. And, and it's been the full thing? disturbing. So it's been disturbing and I've... Yeah, it <laughs> is disturbing. I don't stay around. It stands for... So it's ASMR. Auto... What is that? Autonomous sensory, sensory meridian? Merid? I don't know that word. Autonomous sensory meridian response. Yeah. Oh, what, what the, the hell? Fuck. An experience characterized by static like or tingling sensation in the skin that. Oh, so that's like touching. Is that. So. Sorry. So does her voice somehow like. It's like supposed get your to, it's supposed to, to relax or something, you. or it's just weird. I'm sure people like it, though. I'm sure there's a niche group of people who. Well, I mean, there's like, a niche so I know group lots of men's lingerie, so <laughs> I think we're we're good with that. I know people like listen to it to go to sleep, though, to put them to sleep because it's supposed to be relaxing. Aren't you supposed to have like good headphones on? Yeah, you wear you listen with headphones. Like I this. couldn't fall asleep in headphones like this. <laughs> yeah, you have straight on your yeah, back. You got some big headphones yeah. on yeah. right now. <laughs> so okay. So you're a goalie. 
I am a goalie. That's true. How? My question for like. So well, we were discussing this before the podcast went on, mm-hmm. and we were kind of comparing Line A and Matthews. I'm Team oh, Line okay. A. You, you want to go that route too? Yeah. I'll just, we'll save my question for later. Oh, I guess. Oh my bad. I thought you were. Ahead. Oh yeah. We'll go there. Okay, so <laughs> I'm Team Line A. He's Team Matthews. Okay. So we were kind of going to ask you about what release would be harder to stop as a goalie. So we were talking about Line A. They both have excellent releases. But as a goalie, they both have, okay, let's say they have the same accuracy no matter what. Would it be harder to stop, like, an absolute bomb from line A or the quick release of Matthews? Well, when you say it as in the bomb of line A, I'd say Matthews would be harder to stop the quick release. But when I watch line A's wrist shot or his snapshot, yeah. him along with Ovechkin, they have similar traits where they hide the puck and the way it rolls off the blade... It's so uncomfortable for me. It makes you want to flinch a little bit. Whereas a hard, solid release, it can be a little easier to track off the off the blade. So a clap bomb, maybe I'd, I'd say Matthews is harder. But the, comparing the two generally, I'd say Line is more difficult. You think Line shot? Like obviously That's it's weird. different because you're not trying to stop. Yeah, it, my prediction was that Matthews, the quicker release, would be tougher. Coming across, he, he's got a stupid quick yeah. release. Coming across, it could be pretty difficult. But I think in general, if you're square and ready for it, I think Line's deceptiveness, just in the way he moves his blade, would be more difficult. I mean, either way, you're probably getting lit up. But Oh, yeah. <laughs> I stand zero chance against either of those guys. Fair enough. All right, so, so let's reset here. Your question. My question that I was going to ask. Bring it back. So you're a goalie. I am. A <laughs> um, I mean, I, for me, anyways, I think... A lot of kids go through the phase of like wanting to be a goalie, right? And my parents were like, no, that's way too expensive. And trust me, you don't want to be a goalie type thing because it's just being a goalie sucks. So how did you, what's your story of becoming a goalie? What went and so getting, wrong in your life that caused <laughs> how you did to you be get a goalie? Through, so you clearly went through that phase of wanting to be a goalie, but you just never I, came out of it. <laughs> I went through, I wouldn't call it a phase, ever since... I had an undeveloped area in my basement. Me and my brother would play. He would shoot. I'd be in net. I always wanted to be in net. It was never I started out as a player and wanted to try out goalie. I was goalie right right off the bat. Maybe a couple years in, I would look back and think, oh, if I stayed a player, I'd be maybe a couple years better because, of course, I played two years as a player where we rotate in novice where we rotate the goalie, obviously. And... Then went to goalie, and of course I went from novice three, pretty decent level, to Adam ten. First year I was a goalie, I played Adam Division ten. Which is, for those, for those who make divisions in Calgary, for, yeah, for those who don't live in Calgary or live That's in a big, bad. it's bad. You can't really skate in Division ten. You can't really do anything in Division ten. But coming out of novice, it's the one where you rotate the goalie. We got one set of gear. We got practice game, practice game. Coach says. Who wants to play goalie? I put my hand up every time. And I had a good novice coach. He was a great guy. I still am in contact with him, actually. Your novice coach? Yeah, he's a good oh guy. He's a, a Pens fan, though, so we don't talk about him too much. <laughs> he, uh, he kept me from being goalie the entire year and waited for the last game of the season because he knew that I wanted to be a goalie so bad. And we won the game 5-2. I still remember one of the goals I let in in my first ever oh, game wow. of being a goalie. So wow. that's, just, that's just the memory of the game, I guess. But after that game, I've been told that he went up to my parents and said, you know, 
I could convince him to not be a goalie because, you know, it can be expensive and it can be stressful on the parents. And they're like, my parents were like, no, no, let him go. Let him be a goalie. Well, he'll be fine. They may regret that now. <laughs> if, if I don't think most people have a truly understanding of how expensive goalie gear is. Yeah. My pads, glove, and blocker set, and you, it's cheaper when you buy it as a set, is over $3,000. Oh, my God. Wow. And so, so what baffled me when I first found this out is the fact that you buy the glove and the blocker separate. They don't come as a set, right? What? You can get them as a set. They're more expensive separate. And okay. Yeah. I mean, considering I'm wonky-handed, I catch right, with my yeah. right hand compared yeah, to most. Fault. You're a freak. I'm not going to go into many goalie stores and find a set of gloves that fit me, that are good colors, that are the right specs. Anyways, yeah. so I custom order all my gear anyways. Gotcha. So, like, right from that young age, or when did you start, like, feeling the pressure of being a goalie? Like, right away, or is it, like, when you get older? Uh, I mean, I can't imagine Div 10 Sam Burford had much pressure I to stop bucks. I don't remember much from those younger days of being a goalie. I started to feel the pressure in Pee Wee 1. Uh, Witsky knows, I'm not going to say any names, but there was certain pressure from a certain parent of the uh, other goalie on let's my team. Let's not talk about him. The other goalie on my really team. I'm not going to mention any names, but I'm playing Pee Wee. I've developed pretty well at this, right? I'm playing pretty high level Pee Wee, and I'm on the team, and my goalie partner's dad just happens to be the quote goalie coach. Oh. And guess who gets all the games? And guess who makes Royals first year? And guess who suffers? So Me. Royals is quadrant hockey Royals for anyone. Hockey. So that's like double A. Yeah. So I suffered from that, and there was pressure that year for sure. Going into Bantam, there was pressure there. So I gotta ask you, how do you go from Div 10 Adam to like double A, or no, you played triple A Bantam, right? No, double no, A Bantam. Like, three years later? Four years later? How does that happen? Like, Div 10, most of those kids quit playing hockey after that year. I think it's five or six from Adam 10 to Bantam AA. I got a goalie coach. That's basically it. Oh. <laughs> First year, I just knew I wanted to be a goalie so bad. My parents, of course, well, this is going to come up a lot in this podcast, being from England, my parents didn't know much about hockey. Our whole family didn't know anything about hockey until the Flames made the cup final run in 04. Oh. I... Like, what's the soccer on ice stuff? <laughs> Basically. <laughs> so they didn't know anything about goalie coaches. They didn't know anything about being a goalie. I just knew I would like being in net. So I went out there for the tryouts, and that was a disaster, which is why I made such a low level. <laughs> I heard about these so-called goalie coaches... Went to this one. He was such a great guy. I, unfortunately, I think he's playing in Europe now, I believe. Playing oh. professional hockey in Europe. Oh, but wow. he was he was just a fun guy. And I mean, having fun on the ice at that age is the most important thing. And that's when I was having fun, I got out on the ice more, basically. And that's how I got better. So did you have any hockey heroes you looked up to that when you were coming up? Like Yeah, Ryan Miller when I was coming up. Ryan, Ryan Miller Ryan was Miller the Miller man. dirty back then. Yeah, and so that's why you're a Buffalo fan. NHL 11, he's the Vezina Trophy man. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's a pretty good goalie growing up. He may not be as well known now, backing up at Anaheim, I think, but right now... <laughs> Don't not, no, don't look at me and ask yeah, that. At one point, at one point he was the best. You would be the one to know. At one point, he was the best goalie. In the all NHL. I know about Buffalo is they got Dully. That's, uh, that's all I know. Yeah. At one point, Ryan Miller was the best goalie in the NHL. That's what got me into being a goalie. Watching YouTube compilations of Miller making huge club saves. 
Fair enough. So now we know you have some good coaches, some good goalie coaches. I know you have a bad coaching story. We talked about that in the first podcast. Me and Wits or yeah, me and Witsky both told our bad coaching stories. I know you have one too. If you want to share, yeah. This is much more recent than both of your stories, I believe. No, wait, what? is this the Pee coach? No, this oh. is this is. It got worse. This oh, in, yeah, that was the junior. worst. This is junior. This is last year. This is my oh, my oh. one and only experience of junior A hockey. I'm not gonna say the team I was playing for actually. <laughs> we were we were on a road trip up to northern Alberta, and things had gotten a little tense with me personally in the dressing room. I felt that the coach. Not a fan of this coach at all. He's pretty old-fashioned. He picked favorites on the team very clearly. So I wasn't one of the favorites, so I was a little concerned. My goalie partner, who's been getting more games at this point, is injured, or sick, sorry. So I'm in against, uh, I'm I'm in for this game. And our defense was atrocious. Terrible, not junior A quality. And we go down three rip in the first. Bear in mind, two of those were five-on-threes, separate five-on-threes. Oh. And the other one was a two-on-one. So I'm thinking... So clearly you're a bad goalie for that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Clearly this is my fault, right? Horrible. I'm thinking, okay, I don't know what else I can do. I'm not playing bad. I'm actually feeling good in the net. I think I'm doing okay, right? I get in the room, and in front of the entire team, everyone's heads down. He goes straight to me and says... Why are you not making eye contact with me when we're talking oh, to the wow. team? I'm like, oh my god! And I literally said because I'm pissed. And he said, "You're out of the net." In front of the whole team. In front of In the whole team. What? Welcome to junior. Yeah, welcome to junior hockey. I believe it was two weeks later I got released. Oh my god! I can't remember if I saw any more game time after that. I don't think so actually. I think that was my last junior. That A game. was your last game. Yep. And he just kicked you out because you weren't looking at him. Yeah, I wasn't looking, I wasn't making direct eye contact in the dressing room while he was ripping into us. Oh my god. So yeah, what junior hockey. Fucking dickhead. And ripping into the team, right? So ripping like, into the team. There was, I think there was a few statements directed in my direction oh, as okay. well. But I'm not gonna... Well, I mean... I like to be reasonable in the net, and I like to think that was maybe my fault, and I'll apologize. You guys know yeah, I'll apologize yeah, if I feel sure. I've made a mistake on the ice. These were not my fault. I'm going to be brutally honest. These were not my fault. <laughs> this was unfair, to say the least. Okay. Well, why don't we get away from hating hockey here yeah, for a little bit? I'm fine with that. Uh, <laughs> something I guess I got you into last year a little bit was uh, Casino. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, would you like to talk about some stories from there? Like, your first time I brought you down there? And First time, I was terrified. I'm not going to lie on a podcast. I was absolutely terrified. <laughs> <laughs> We're crossing the border, and we get to Boner's Ferry, as Whiskey Bo- would like to call fuck it. Fuck you. This is Bonner's, Bonner's Ferry. Ferry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm completely aware of what's going on. I am so alert when you're I walk into this casino. You're losing your money. And I'm so alert of what's going on in this casino. I'm pretty conservative with my money. I'm not a materialistic person. I don't spend a whole lot of money. And you get in, and I notice things immediately. There's no windows. There's no clocks. <laughs> These seats are extremely just, comfortable. <laughs> just like they warned you. Just like they warned you, basically. Those bastards, so they told they, us they'd they have these comfy seats. They don't want you the to leave. The temperature is just perfect. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, obviously, it's not applicable to us, but if you're a little nervous about losing your money, just have a smoke and relax. Exactly. So they're very, 
Just pull out a dart, Burf. That's they're all very, you need, buddy. <laughs> they're very tricky at that just casino. Just sit back and relax. I will admit, it's it's more fun after the first time. The first time's scary. So how many so times have you gone now? I've gone five times. Five times. How many times have you won? Twice. Twice. I've come out. I've come out of the casino twice with more money than I went into it. That's pretty good. Any net big total. Wins? Net total. I'm down big. <laughs> There was one night at Cowboys, St. Patrick's Day, I was a little bit intoxicated. <laughs> right, we were all there, actually. That was a mistake. That, that was a good night. That was a very I good night. I told myself I'd never go to the ATM, but there I was, <laughs> pulling money out of my already very scarce bank account and putting it on the table, walking away two minutes later with none of it. Yeah, that was... So I've never been... Well, I've been in casinos. I've never spent a dime in You've a never gambled. Because I'm in the same position that Burf was in before he went in, where I'm terrified to... Well, here, lose. let me try and sell you on it. Burf, how much better is your life after you started going to the casino? My life is completely the same. <laughs> See? Go. Way better. He's a little, <laughs> little less rich. I'm a little less rich. It's... No, you just gotta play the right you games. Gotta, you gotta think about the net cost. Like, you gotta have fun, but... Don't think of it as you're going to make money. Think of it as you are paying to have fun. You're paying for entertainment. So, but my thing is, like, especially at you guys, because you guys said the one in Bonner's Ferry is, like, all electronic. Yes, it's virtual. So does that not feel more rigged than... It does feel very rigged. Yes. But honestly, when you're down there around the table with all the boys and <laughs> dealer bust and everyone fucking gets up yeah. and just pumped it and high-fiving. It it's... can get the adrenaline flowing for sure. The other thing I'd say about that table is... It's good for starters because it's two bucks. Everywhere else I've gone with the real dealer, minimum five. You're not gonna get so, so if you drop twenty down in Bonner's Ferry, you could stay there all night if you play conservative. If you get if you get a tiny bit of bad luck at a table with a dealer, you can walk away in two minutes with nothing. So I was in the Bahamas this summer and staying at Atlantis. And if you guys don't know, Atlantis is one of the most famous casinos in the world. So being the guy I am, I, I had to test my luck a few times. Uh, went down there. Table minimum is $15. Oh, God. I have never lost $100 so fucking fast in my <laughs> life. Exactly. It's all about perspective. <coughs> I think my bets. net, uh, quote-unquote, earnings at the end of the trip was solid minus 200 American. <laughs> oh, this isn't wow. Canadian. Oh. This is American over a week. So was it worth it? Did you have fun? Uh, honestly, I was pretty drunk while I was doing it, and I got to play at Atlantis Casino. I was having the hey. time of my life. Yeah, I don't think the money is so much of a big part of it. I was having fun with those $2 bets down in Bonners Ferry. Oh, yeah. Up the bets, and I got more nervous. As long as you're losing money that you're okay with losing. If you step over that, then then there's issues. So like I did on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. So imagine people doing it for a living, like how stressful that is. That, I don't think I could do that. I've heard of people making a living on slot machines. Like, the casino has a 15% like wow. advantage on slot machines. Yeah. Like, how can you, you make a living a on... Yeah. yeah. You press a button, the machine goes, I like you, or I don't really <laughs> like you. Most of the time it doesn't like you. Yeah. No, I've won once on slots, and... Never, ever, ever again. <laughs> but, uh, so I found a news story the other day. Uh-oh. Another, no, 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 this, is a, good, this is a good news story. story. So it's it's actually something, I, a story I heard about a little while ago. And it's people who thought that the odds of the casino were a little unfair. Mm-hmm. So they found a way to make their own odds. 
So, in your mind, what is the hardest game to possibly cheat on in the casino, other than slots, because you can't cheat on slots? Hardest game to cheat on? Well, I feel roulette would be pretty hard to yeah. cheat on. Roulette, you, you think have would no be... control over the ball yeah. or the. That's that's what table. I thought. So what they did is People they always find a way to cheat. They created a laser targeting system that calculated the speed of the ball and the spinning of the wheel at the same time, and they calculated the speed in under a second so that you had time to place your bets on the specific number. And they walked out of a casino in London with 1.3 million. Oh my they programmed this all into a cell phone. Ready? Ready for the craziest fact? When do you think this would have been done? Like, that's pretty Recent. modern technology, Recent. right? Yeah. 1970. Oh my god. 1970. Wow. What were they, you said it was on a phone. Yeah. So they had... <laughs> what was it? Like a cord phone? Uh, apparently they did have wireless phones back there, according to this. There was those phone. big chunky phones. Yeah, like the, the, the big ones. Yeah. And they created and they installed like a laser targeting system. Apparently, when the cops came and raided their house, because obviously they raided their house once they figured out <laughs> yeah, this person's looking at a phone allowed. every time the ball spins, they found five of them. They created five of them. Wow. Like I'm just surprised that they didn't get away with it back then. Like, because uh, they still had <laughs> they still had video cameras, right? So they went over the tape and they noticed that every time the ball spun, they uh, looked down at the phone. But yeah. Isn't that insane? It's impressive. You and know, it, when you're playing roulette, you always think you're going to try and track it with your <laughs> with your eyes, and you look really carefully, and you're like, oh, it's definitely going to land there. You're never right. Ever. No, never. And never. they've basically taken that concept and made it so it's always right. Yeah, exactly. It's insane. Impressive. Like, I can't, I can't imagine that. So that was, that was my story on gambling. That's Just pretty impressive. I wanted think. to put an input in, so, yeah. Do you want to completely switch gears here? Yeah, I'm down. I'm down. <laughs> switch gears. Okay, so this is another topic that I know you have talked about. We just picked some random topics to talk with you about. So. Well, okay, this one I know you feel pretty strongly about. <laughs> and, I feel uh, strongly about a lot of topics. <laughs> this one, we know so. it's specific. The other day on the bus. So actually, oh, I no. already know the topic. Yeah, you know oh. it. But, uh, like, I've heard you guys argue about this even last year on the bus. Like, I'll just be, like, chilling, like... Even, like, sometimes with my headphones in, and I just hear, like, y you and Witter just yelling at each other. So I'll take my <laughs> headphones off, and I just hear you guys arguing over whether or not a hot dog is a sandwich. <laughs> yes, I saw this coming. A hot dog is a sandwich. Is not is a sandwich. A sandwich. <laughs> it's meat between two buns. Is that what do you call it? Is that your only argument? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so whiskey. Beat it. Whiskey. You've gone to a baseball game. Yes. You say, I want a hot dog. You yeah. order a hot dog. Two minutes later, someone brings you a sandwich. Are you happy? Not unhappy. You're Maybe not I happy. wanted a sandwich. That is not what you ordered. <laughs> Vice versa. Maybe you ordered a sandwich, you get a hot dog. If you order a sandwich and you get a hot dog, this is not what you ordered. Okay, but that, you cannot call that Can't you make thing. that argument if you order a BLT and you, give, and you get given a Philly cheesesteak? Is that not the same argument? Yeah, let me bring up. Yeah, let me bring there up we go. go. Let me bring up. Let me bring up my it's second point. I'm prepared for this. <laughs> yeah, clearly I haven't. Let me bring up my second point. Humans feel the need to categorize everything. A hot dog does not have to be either a sandwich or not a sandwich. A hot dog is its own thing. A hot dog is just a hot dog. Okay, it okay. does not have to be a sandwich. 
Okay. Just right. because it is made of okay. bread what? and a type of meat so, does not make it a sandwich. So if you take a hot dog bun, uh huh, and you put lettuce in there, mm-hmm. and you put like chicken instead, yeah, is that a sandwich? Yeah, I would say so. Because there's no dog. Exactly. <laughs> hot so, dog is made so, of a dog. So, so then all you do, not all you do is you take out the chicken and you change the meat. What if you cut up a hot dog? Put it in between two regular pieces of bread. Have that's less. a sandwich. Oh, that's, there's no way that's not a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> but, you're t- so, but, you, but you said that the hot dog itself makes it not a sandwich. Yes, well, the, if, you cut up the hot dog, if you cut up the hot dog, it's just like meat. It's just like having regular meat in a sandwich. So the hot why dog itself, in the, hot the dog cylinder form? hot dog, the cylinder, <laughs> yeah, you, the cylinder you hot are dog not winning itself. this argument yeah, right because now. you guys prepared. <laughs> <laughs> the cylinder <laughs> hot dog itself, like, <laughs> okay, this might piss you off. Is, Is a hot dog a off? taco? No. Wait. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Fuck. Okay, no. Is a taco a sandwich? No, a taco doesn't have to be a sandwich. A taco is its own thing. When we say we're having tacos, we have tacos, not sandwiches. When we say we're having hot dogs, we're having hot dogs. We're not having sandwiches. The Webster's... It's its own thing. I don't want to hear Webster's. <laughs> the Webster's dictionary definition for a sandwich. Two or more slices of bread. Or a split roll having filling, but oh, I, it's not even the full definition. Split, I, I messed that roll. up. Okay. H- however, wait, I have more. I have if more you have research. like a lobster roll, that's a sandwich because you got lobster meat in there. A hot dog is so different to any other meat that you put in a sandwich. <laughs> no, it isn't. Yes, what it about is. A, hamburger? a hot dog is purposefully that shape. No. What about yes. a hamburger? Yeah. Is a hamburger is a, a hamburger a sandwich? Hamburger is a burger. It doesn't have to be a sandwich. <laughs> a burger is a burger. A hot dog's a hot okay, dog. Whoa. A sandwich is a sandwich. Oh, a taco's a taco. Let's take it down. <laughs> a hamburger is one hundred percent a sandwich. <laughs> a hamburger doesn't have to be a sandwich. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. A hamburger is a burger. <laughs> oh, well, I'm gonna throw my water bottle at you. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> I did some research. Oh, some research about hot dogs? Well, just honestly, to be honest, Back I agree up. with you. I don't think a hot dog is a sandwich. Why is that? But I'm, I, for all the reasons you stated. However, okay. I'm just trying to be a shit. To however, <laughs> I did I did find some things online of why of arguments of why it would, even though we've already stated a bunch. Mm-hmm. But Jeff Morrow, who hosts the Food Network's Sandwich King, I've never seen that show, Me so neither. I don't even know if it's still. He's on TV. You're wrong. <laughs> but what he said is it's between carbs. It's handheld. It eats and chews like a sandwich, and there are two independent sides, making it a sandwich. Go on. What does that say? This says. Are burritos a sandwich? Yes. It's not under the kingdom of sandwiches. Or it is under the kingdom of sandwiches, but it's way down on the list. So he's saying that there's sandwiches, right? It's an umbrella. The umbrella is sandwiches. It has hot dogs. It has sub submarine sandwiches. It has... See, I don't think a burrito sandwiches. Regular sandwiches? I don't think a burrito is a sandwich. But that's the same concept. This guy's the sandwich no. king. He's the sandwich king. You just agree <laughs> with the burritos you just, you just said the sandwich <laughs> king is on TV, so he's right. 30 seconds ago, and now you're disagreeing with one of his Hot dogs a sandwich, and you can suck it. <laughs> <laughs> There's a valid okay. I, I think the whole stem of my frustration from this concept, from this topic, is that it doesn't need to be categorized. A burrito is just a burrito. When you go and order a burrito, you get a burrito. You do not get a sandwich. Okay, now here's a question. <laughs> say it. Say it. I want you to say it to my face. Okay. 
Can you make a sandwich out of two sides of a bagel? Yeah. Okay, what if you cut the bagel the other way and then put the meat on like We're that? We're doing the cold and bitter bagel. <laughs> yes. That, is that a sandwich? That is an abomination. <laughs> that does not need to exist in and you know it. No that, one eats it like that. that. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so since we knew that this would be such a heated conversation, me and Wits, He's today at one. practice, went around and oh asked God. some of the boys. <laughs> <laughs> went around and asked some of the boys what they thought about this topic. So, so uh, we'll be hearing from that right now. I'm here with teammate Colton Witter. Colton, is a hot dog a sandwich? Oh, fuck. Oh, my. Of course, it's a, no, hot dogs are not sandwiches. Why? Because uh, it's its own thing. If somebody asks you for a sandwich and you give them a fucking hot dog, I'd, I'd be pretty pissed. But if you're like, I want a sandwich, and then it's like, no, well, that's not what, how it works. They're not sandwiches. So now I'm here with Connor Scammell. Scammel, is a hot dog a sandwich? Uh, hot dog is not a sandwich. I don't think hot dog is a sandwich. <laughs> and why is that? Um, I would say because it's a, in a bun, maybe. Uh, I would think a sandwich is with bread, but... Well, fair enough. There is a difference between bun and bread. Yeah, that's why I think it's a, not a sandwich. All right, thank you. <laughs> I'm here with uh, teammate Carson Small. Carson, is a hot dog a sandwich? Fuck no. Why? Because a hot dog comes in a hot dog bun. If you put it in bread, then it's like a fucking cock sandwich, but it's not a sandwich. It has its own bun. It's like throwing a fucking hamburger in a hamburger bun. That's not a sandwich. All right, I'm here with Gabe Sigliano. Gabe, is a hot dog a sandwich? No, I think it's its own separate thing, 100%. Why is that? Do you want to elaborate? Because I feel like if someone says, like, oh, I'm going to go have a sandwich, they definitely don't go have a hot dog. They're 100% going to just say, well, if I'm going to have a hot dog, they're going to go say, I'm going to have a hot dog. And if they're going to have a sandwich, they're going to say, I'm going to go have a sandwich. Totally separate thing. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Looks like I'm right. It looks like Witter and Skiggs. We've discussed this on the bus as... This isn't our first time arguing it. They're using my points, basically, about how it's its own separate entity. Smallsy is very passionate about the topic, and I'm glad Smallsy definitely doesn't think it's a sandwich. Smallsy's on my side. Smallsy was a little upset by the question. (laughs) It pisses him off too. I I like the intensity, and I expect more out of you, Scammel. We'll be talking about this very soon. That was. Just, I mean, he's on your side. Scammel got a little nervous. (laughs) He's on. He's on my side. uh, I think this is. I maybe. <laughs> Might be a sandwich. Might be a taco. Too, you know, he's like we don't really know. He says he's not too comfortable with interviews, so <laughs> <laughs> we'll get, we'll get working on that. Oh well. So Amish people, Amish people. What are your oh thoughts? wow, that was a three sixty. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> well, this was brought up by Kinnett, and I believe it was me and Witter when we went to the U.S. recently for our trip to Spokane. I saw, I spotted Amish people. They're easy to see by their clothing. They're pretty unique clothing. Yep. And I, it was pointed out by, I believe, Witter that they're actually Luddites. Is that the word? I, you're going to have to... You're asking the wrong guy here. Uh, but why do you say that? Because... Because Witter knows everything. Witter knows everything, <laughs> basically. If you guys don't know who Witter is and you're listening to this podcast, he knows everything. But... The difference between them, I believe, is the fact that one uses technology and one doesn't. 
I don't see how you could live in today's society without technology. I find it incredibly difficult. You can't even go to the store to buy something because you do don't you have think, a credit card. Do you think you could go... I saw this online. <coughs> do you think you could go... It said a month. Do you think you could go a single week without using social media? No. Wait. Maybe. A week? Social <laughs> media. You could, for sure. Maybe. Maybe. You know what? I, I almost did when I went on my vacation. Holy shit. I basically did because... Didn't want to pay for extra in the U.S. and everything, right? So, okay, yeah, so fair. So you lost all your Snapchat streets. No, no, he'd have no, someone I, using. I had someone doing, I had someone doing oh. it. So that, that that's cheating. cheating. That's cheating. cheating. I think so, it's cheating. So no social media. You know, what? I'd give, you know what? I'd give up the. <coughs> I'd give up the Snapchat. Really? Because I've lost pretty sizable Snapchat streaks in the past, and I've thought. No, Wouldn't you feel so like away from no everything? No, you, you would feel lost. You do feel a little bit away. There was this peaceful serenity that overcame me when I was on this cruise with no service, not paying for Wi-Fi. I love that. And you sit there and your phone's not constantly buzzing. <sighs> and it almost does make you a little bit happier and a little bit more relaxed. You don't have to worry about what other people are thinking. You don't have to have this constant input from others. Almost the way nature, quote, nature intended it. <laughs> yeah. So, but... I, I feel so lost. Like, for example, this happened the other day. As soon as that Pacioretty trade was made, you sent it to me. Yeah. Immediately. So, like, do you, the thing is, I feel lost. Like, I feel like I don't know anything that's going on around the world without technology. So, I've talked about this lots too. But more so the fact about, like, my phone itself. Like, I don't even know if it's the social media or if it's more so my phone. Like, your phone is like half of you now at this point. It has all your information. Do you get the phantom buzzes in your pocket? Yeah, where you 100%. Think your phone goes off? Man, yeah. if you're, if, or if you're walking around without your phone in your pocket, you know immediately. Like, as soon as you lose your phone, you know. It just feels so wrong. Yeah. Or like, you always reach to your pocket to grab it if you need something to do. And if it's not there, it's like, you feel I think, lost. I think parents, older folks who are saying that it's taking over our lives are incorrect because... It's not going to get any better. We're not going to move back in time to having no phones. There's only going to be more and more technology and input into our lives from devices, right? Whether it becomes more integrated within ourselves or the technology itself becomes better and better. It's not going to change. You're going to have to adapt to that. And you see two-year-olds playing on iPads these days. I know. It's ridiculous. Limiting it is very important. Obviously, I'd be a terrible parent if I were to become a parent right now. Let's pray. Why pray are you I praying? Not, pray I do not. <laughs> um, but you got another story for us? <laughs> but sure. Like. <laughs> but I will say, um, limit the amount of time that a young child has on a screen. Don't have your kid just just stare at a screen or an iPad for seven hours a day. I saw something on the news where this kid was on his iPad five hours a day, and he was losing vision at three years <coughs> old. You're not supposed to be affected. You're not supposed That's to have... That's the thing. My eyes, like, I remember going to the eye doctor maybe two years ago, right? No, it would have been three years ago. And he said, your vision is, like, almost perfect right now. Like, he's saying, like, based on your family history, you probably will need glasses when you become an adult, but you're good for now. I go to get my eyes checked the next year because I'm sitting in class in grade 12 and like I can't see the board I'm like and no when I realized this because I was like I need to move to the front I can't see I can't see what he's writing we're way too far back and my buddy's like you can't see that and I was like oh crap yeah. so I go get my eyes checked 
and sure enough, I need glasses, and I swear it has to be like just so you attribute that to the I think so. phone. I I had a similar experience where I couldn't see what was going on in class, and that's right when I realized I need glasses. But this happened when I was thirteen, I believe, thirteen, fourteen. So you weren't really, and I wasn't. I didn't even have a phone at this point, so I'm not gonna blame it on technology or over over what's it called. <laughs> overexposure 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 to screen but I, I do believe that it will have an impact if you're on the screen every single day get your kids to play with Lego or something like Man, that kids. Lego's still OG what, <laughs> like, okay this might just be me but when was the last time you guys saw kids playing street hockey like on your street at all no one no oh, one in my neighborhood never. I rarely see the kids I live next door <laughs> to a 12 year old and a 14 year old and I rarely see him, but I do hear the mom shouting at the younger boy to get off of Fortnite. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, like I never see kids playing ball. Like, I don't know about <coughs> you guys, but when I was young, I used to get the whole freaking neighborhood in. And we'd have like yeah. 10 yeah. on 10 road hockey every games. Day. Like, I yeah. used to play every day. I'd be outside all day every day. And yeah. now, I used to live a 30 second walk from my best friend. And that's the thing where you hang out every day. You go on your bikes And every you go day. and knock on their door. And yeah, yeah every single day. It's yeah. not like that anymore. Her mom opens the door. Hey. And there are negative <coughs> aspects. There are negative aspects to that, like positive feedback loops where it's just firing off in your brain. Oh, this is good. This is good. And you become addicted to it. Social media is definitely addictive. And there's also, look, we're not a professional podcast, but Joe Rogan is, and he talked about it minorly with Elon with Musk, Musk yeah. about how Instagram makes you sad yeah. and how... Basically, you only put something on Instagram if it's good. You only put something on Instagram if you go on vacation or if you look really good. And you got a baller-ass pick. And if you... So, you're not scrolling down and thinking, oh, these people are just like me. Because you know in, within yourself that you're not always perfect. You see these people and, and by their... By the false assumption of their social media page that they are always happy or always in a nice place... You become sad upon yourself because you think, oh, God, I'm not that happy all the time. But they aren't either. You just don't see it. Oh, don't hurt my brain. <laughs> don't that wasn't, that hurt wasn't my... too. That wasn't too science. Yeah, wasn't. but you're getting there. <laughs> but, yeah, so then you go to the opposite side of society. And how do Amish people manage to live in a world today without any sort of... I think... So then, technology? wait, wait, wait. So then are they happier? Are they happier than us without all that They look shirts? miserable. I mean, if you ever see them in public, they look miserable, but maybe that's just... I think the only maybe way Maybe because they, they're around technology. Maybe exactly. they like it better without the all only that way shit. They, the only way they get away with it is by strong sense of community. You don't see an Amish person living in another... Just plucked in the middle of a regular neighborhood. They're in an Amish community, yeah. and everyone around them is in the is same... Is miserable. <laughs> is in the same boat, right? And then... Am I right in Luddites? Did you look that up? Uh, uh, no. I, I believe I believe Luddites is the word for Amish people that do use technology. Unless Witter's just talking out his and ass. And that's, I'd say, <laughs> potential. I'd say that's just more closely related to religion. And that's almost like having a religion, but still being around in today. That's obviously a very strong attachment to religion. It's a, definitely a lifestyle, but still you, not limiting yourself to not using technology. Huh. Yeah, it would take a while for me to find out. Uh, well, that, I think. Yeah. But I know there's like Amish, there's Hutterites, there's 
Mennonites. There's Stagmites. No, wait. So those I don't are, know the those difference. Are, I think those, those are in things, caves. Those, yeah, hang on. The ceilings of caves. <laughs> stalagmite yeah. and stalactite or something. Oh, okay. Uh, don't fact check this podcast. <laughs> Um, well, we've gone all over the place today. Should we hop into some 15 words for Mr. Sam Burford? I'd say. Awesome. I'm ready. Let's do this. Okay. Croatia. Oh, I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) I hate you so much. Uh, the World Cup. Successful. I would have gone with Croatia for the World Cup, (laughs) because, you know, Uh, fuck you. Stabby. Knifey. (laughs) Instagram. Corrupt. <laughs> Hot dog. Not a sandwich. sandwich. Blackjack. Manipulative. <laughs> Mohammed Salah. Stud. Absolute stud. Coach. Tobes. I still said Tobes. Oh no. Feast. <laughs> what? Feast. Food. Creston Valley. Tea cats. Halloween. Hot dog. <laughs> what? Uh, that'll become clear at Halloween. I have a I have a hot dog. Oh. Huh. <laughs> Poop. Gross. Yeah, good. Good. Spider. Man. <laughs> <laughs> you seem shocked at my answer. I thought that's where you wanted me I, to go. I don't know what else. Spiders also scare me, but yes, Spider Man. Harry Potter. Me. Okay. Last one. <laughs> Mac Miller. Unfortunately, passed away. Yeah, that that sucked. I think, uh, yeah, I didn't listen to much of his music, but I mean, obviously, he's become more popular since. Have you listened to him since he passed away? I have. I mean, I don't know if I should feel guilty for that, but people definitely are more appreciated when true. People are more appreciated once they're passed away. Same thing happened with XXX. Tentacion, I don't know. Tentacion. Tentacion, I'm sorry. I wasn't even trying. <laughs> when he passed away, and it, in a sense, it could maybe make them seem better than they are, but in another sense, it could maybe shine a light on them that they deserved in the first place, but yeah, I don't know. I, I do listen to maybe a little bit more of his music now. I never really listened to him, but they, it definitely changes your, your legend once you pass away. Anyways, on a slightly lighter note, Witsky, do you have a Tinder update for us? Uh, well, they're messaging me now. Okay, so. <laughs> Sadly, I'm not getting as good of pickup lines as I'm dishing you're out. You're running out? No. Oh, you're not getting. No, no. So, these are girls well, that I didn't even want to message. All they need to say is, and, hey, and you're like, yes. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Not that easy. I just mean not you, but like uh, guys in uh, general. No, yeah. no. Message was heard loud okay. and clear. <laughs> <laughs> Can I, I'm quitting this podcast. Right. I will be taking Witsky's place on the podcast. <laughs> but that's how Bumble works, right? They, they, The girl has to message you first. Really? I think. If you can ask Witter about it yeah, once okay. again. <laughs> we'll get Witter on here and I'll start asking just questions about Bumble. Writer. Wow, that's awesome. I gotta get on Bumble. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so, Burf's a Tinder guy, too. Like to point that out uh, there. Don't not, not try and weasel your not, fucking way out of this. You're a Tinder guy just as much as me. I will say I'm not as active uh, as Tyler Witzke uh, on the Tinder. I don't want to hear it. I'm sure you don't use the raunchy pickup line. So. No, I don't, actually. I like to be You myself. just use the how you doing. 
Only if Fuck they, off. Only if they got <laughs> friends in the bio. If they're like, oh, be the Ross to my... Then you gotta throw the... You gotta throw the, uh, uh, the five Joey. ten all dick? No, you gotta oh, throw the my Joey bad. dick. Okay. Not quite as active as <laughs> So are we wrapping it up now? I think so. Yeah. Alright, well, just need to say make sure you guys download us on iTunes if you have uh, Yeah, we're on iTunes now, believe it or not. Somehow this garbage got on iTunes. Yeah, so <laughs> click on that podcast app that you never uh, you never use never open or didn't even know you had so make sure you subscribe you'll get yeah you'll get uh, an automatic down I think if you subscribe it automatically downloads right I believe so, as soon yes. as we as soon as we upload it and uh, also we're obviously on SoundCloud still and Instagram yes we are on Instagram now as well yeah give me a follow on Instagram too shut up sure Burf Sam, underscore yeah, Sam Burf underscore Sam shout out to Burf alright well, thanks oh. for being here yeah, thanks, thanks for, for having me great Burf. first guest yeah it was pretty fun Hopefully, uh, many more guests in the future. Might have birth back a few more times, and uh, if I want to show up, <laughs> we don't want you here. If we talk about sandwiches again, I'm not showing. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think that topic's pretty overplayed, anyways. Yeah, true. Okay. Well, thank you everyone for listening, and we'll see you in the next one.